Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Welcome in to the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. It is that time again. Tis the season, Jared. Tis the season. Hey, Joey, like COVID, we're back. Here we are. 2021 season in effect. Yeah. Just going to be just a different variant of Joe and Jared. Just shooting (laughs) the shit. It's the Delta variant. We are yeah. in uh, season three of the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you all for joining us. Again, you can get us on any sort of podcast format that you would like. But as always, we like to say join us on the Anchor app. It's fun. But there season three, episode one, here we go. And let's get things started. All Woo! right. Um. I remember the last last first uh, pre-draft pod when we did, we were kind of catching up is you had a baby like mm-hmm. between the season and this year I had a baby. Yes, you did. How is that going? Number three, right? Three. Yeah. Number three. It's uh, it's crazy, man. It's uh, it's wild. I just can't believe if you would have told me 10 years ago that five, five guys in the league would have three kids each. That's bananas. That's wild. I think I added it up one time, and I think we're at like twenty-two or twenty-three <laughs> as a group. That doesn't uh, even—that's not even including Pittman's dogs. That doesn't include Pittman dogs. I think he's got six of them, so that's got to equal at least two kids. Something like that. Um. So yeah, I mean, God, you're sitting at three. Rusty's at three. You're Pittman, at three. I'm at three. Brad's at three. Brian's. Michael, how many? Brian's Brian got, got two. three. Two. Brian's got two. Michael's got three. Right. Yeah, Mike's got three. Chad, how many is Chad's? Chaz has two. John's got two. And then Slip, just he's just not giving in. Slip and Pittman. <laughs> they're slip they're, they're Pittman. not just giving nothing. in. Just nothing. I got no responsibilities. Got to respect it. Just feed themselves it. and their wives or girlfriends. Yep. Slip's case. Um, but yeah, so how what, the what, heck can I ask you this question? Because uh, Christy and I were talking about this. How old's your youngest now? Like six months, right? Uh, seven months. Yeah, seven months. Why on earth would you travel to Idaho with a seven-month-old? He actually was great. It I sounds mean, like hell. It's it's. I mean, the only wild card is the flight. 
because you, you're only you can only control so much, right? And you can't like do anything. You can't take them out of the element if something happens. Yeah. Um, Tate's fine because Tate's at an age to where he can actually watch videos and watch a movie, and he's fine. The wild card is Marlo, the two two to three <laughs> year old that doesn't know how to use tablets, that won't watch anything. She's the one that was. It kind of got a little dicey on the way home. Um, luckily I was able, luckily we went kind of in the middle of the day both times. And so it was kind of nap time. So I was Perfect. able to get her, I was able to get her to take about an hour nap. Um, but she got a little feisty there a little bit, but Cohen, the baby, he was great. I That's mean, fantastic. He was great. And then once you actually get there, I mean, there's really no difference between being over there at an Airbnb than being at your house. They're, they still act the same way. <laughs> I guess. That's so, right. Yeah. And so it's, and it's also funny to me because it, I mean, they're my kids, so I understand them, right? So it's easy, yeah. like it's easier to like look at somebody else and it's like, man, I can't believe they took that. When you don't really know like the dynamic, and it's a lot easier when it's your kids and handling and managing and stuff like that. So, right on. Um, but it was good outside of my, me getting food poisoning on Tuesday. E. If you're boys, if you're ever in Victor, Idaho, and if you want to eat at Big Hole Barbecue. Uh, you might, I urge you to reconsider the combo ribs and, uh, brisket. So Rocky mountain oysters or ooh, no, no it, was, it was straight up Texas style barbecue. Big and hole is big, hole <laughs> big hole barbecue. Apparently Kanye, apparently fantastic Kanye, name. Apparently Kanye West flies in just for to go orders and flies out. I'm not surprised so, by that. And it's just, I'm getting there, I'm sitting there and I'm eating, I'm going inside to go to the bathroom and on the TV, they got a Pittsburgh and NC State football game from last season. I'm like, where am I? Is, <laughs> is this, is this heaven? No, it's Victor Idaho. Is this Victor Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> so, but good trip. It was a perfect trip to kind of get my mind away to kind of reset, recharge and get ready for this weekend. Recharge a better. Well, let's get into it here, Jared. So just for, you know, we like to do this at the beginning of the, the season. So I popped open a nice little can of Southern Range Tiny Ass Umbrella. It's a hazy IPA. Highly recommend. It's actually surprisingly very good. Okay. I don't know if you're sipping on anything today. I got a little uh, Goodwill Hunting from Noda, a little East Coast IPA. Ooh, good floral arrangement there. Um, So let's revisit a recap 2021 season. So we had, you know, the champion, Brian, and I'm sure he's got something in store for us, at least during championship dinner. And we'll get into that. I'm sure later in the pod, but um, tramples down John and looking back at this matchup, I didn't realize it was close as it was. And I don't, I don't know if anybody realized it, but you know, Brian only took this championship belt by like a one point two seven points. What, what was it like one sixty to one fifty or something like that? Well, that's what you would think, right? You know, you got two heavyweights going at it, and your expectation is this is just going to be uh, just a knockouts galore, right? Right. We're just swinging at each other, one sixty five to you know one sixty six point two. No, no. Go lower. Go lower. 130s. 130 would be respectable. That would be like, you know, your guys are playing well. 
A um, couple other guys maybe showed up off the bench and put in a couple good scores. Nope, nope. Continue down. One, it can't be below 110. You'd be surprised. It was, they were both below 110. Yeah. Go Gee. a little bit further. <laughs> it's not, it's not below 100. It's not below 100. It is below 105. Jeez, so the they... final score in the NC 2020 NCFFL championship was 104.29 to 103.02. Just an embarrassment of a championship. But you, really, know, you, know, mean, you know you know who's going to take it, though? Brian. Brian. <laughs> Brian will take it. Hey, I actually got to pull it. While you're talking, this kind of sparked my interest, so I pulled up the actual bracket. You have yeah. the bracket in front of you, or did you just I, write the numbers down? I have the bracket in front of me. Do you see? And this is the this is the the championship, like the champions bracket, not the consolation crap, right? <laughs> I'm not I'm not looking at those. Correct. So there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. So there were fourteen points in the championship bracket between the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals game, third place game, and the fifth place game. Those two championship scores were the two lowest of the <laughs> entire bracket. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what fantasy, sometimes it's about luck. Yeah, a lot it's of, about luck. I want, I'm starting to think a lot of times it's about luck. So, yeah. So, so Brian, that was Brian. Is that Brian's first belt? That's his first belt, to my knowledge. Brian's first belt. Who do you know who has not won the overall championship? Uh, myself would be number one. Uh, number two is Brad. Number three is John. And I'm giving you an asterisk on four. I don't have an asterisk. I went back and looked. And I spoke too soon. I thought that it was the actual. I thought it was the, a different team, a league name, but it was actually the inaugural season in 2009. And your boy was the champ. Okay. Okay. So I, I had an asterisk look. there. Okay. I think I who did you defeat? Do you recall? Um, I, yeah, I actually have it broken down. I beat Chris Brown, and uh, who's no longer in the league. But uh, and I actually wrote, dang, I, I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I didn't save it. I wrote some players on my team. <laughs> oh, I bet that would be dynamite. Quinton Ganther. <laughs> He's selling cars somewhere. Quinton Ganther. I cannot remember. There was some kind of Cleveland Brown that would have, uh, I can't remember who else. But Peyton it was, Hillis. Maybe Ron Dane was on there. Peyton Stop Hillis it. was not. It was, uh, but it was uh, some names that are people are no longer in the league. <laughs> that's ec- that's excellent i got some uh, so yeah i think so, i finished third that year that might be my uh, place i don't know but they've never had a championship there's I'll only s- there's only one gm who's never actually been in the championship game that's me that's you <laughs> <laughs> and then actually there are three gms who have never finished dead last can you guess them uh, I want to say John. It's funny that you mentioned John. 
John actually finished dead last the very first year, the inaugural year. Of God, what was that punishment? Nothing. Nothing. That was when I think the toilet seat started. Because that's okay. when we, I think we surprised him with a pink toilet seat. Oh, um, I think you're right about that one. And so he finished last in 2009. You know what's interesting, Joe? What's that, Jared? The GM or the commish has never finished last since then. Is that a conspiracy, you think? Uh, it's it's a little suspect. It's a little right? suspect. I mean, he finishes last. The very he's like, I ain't doing this shit. And so somehow he's never finished last again. Has he sniffed it? I don't know about sniffing it. I don't even think he's come close. Yeah. And, to be honest, um, but John did go, finish last. Okay, so I was wrong there. I want to say Chaz. Chaz finished last. He has finished last once in 2016. Is it Mike? Michael has not finished last. Granted, um, I think he came in. I'm not sure when he came in. 2016, yeah. maybe 15, somewhere in there. I think it was 16. Because I want to say I he, think... he he won it in 2016, and I okay. think I think Chaz, Eric, and Mike, Michael all won it their first seasons in the league. Jeez. Uh, Rusty would be my second. Rusty has never finished last. And you said finished, never finished last, not finished last twice in a row, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who's that? No, it is, it is not Brooks. Uh, I would, is it you? It is. I've I've actually finished It's Brad. It's Brad. Yeah. So it's kind of impressive for it's kind of a weird, impressive way that Brad's never been like the worst, but he's never been the best. Yeah. So he has lost twice in the finals, though. That's hurtful. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's so, like being the Bills, you know, the Jim yeah. Kelly Bills. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he just can't get over the hump, man. Um, Brian's finished last twice. I've finished last twice. You've only finished last once. And our boy Brooks has finished last three times. Oh my God! I was going to ask who's the who's the leader in the clubhouse. Well, Brooks at three. So. Yeah, and uh, he gets an asterisk too because it's twice in a row. Yeah, so working he's, on three. Who knows? He, so everybody else has three kids. Brooks has three DFLs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's so. finish off a little bit of 2020 season and. What I want to discuss now is we have some outstanding bets that need to be paid off here um, that were still around from the 2020 season. I'm going to go through a couple of these. There's one on here that I need some clarification upon. So I'll be asking you on that one. So I have, and, and I think this was alluded to on the, on the NCFFL text thread the other day. So Brad O's Pittman, yeah. a Woodford reserve, and Pittman clarified double oak. I don't know if that was agreed upon. Double oak barrel. That's um, between them. That's between them. Um, I forget what that was for. I think he, Pittman had a better record or something than Brad. I think, that was, something? I think it was – I can't remember if it was record and points or just record. It, yeah, the point thing was in there. I don't know what the details were about that. But Brad owes that to Pittman, so we expect Brad to make good on, on that bet there. The other thing that Brad owes, so Brad owes Joe and John a four-pack of our choice, 
um, because the bet was that Lockett would be would have more points than Michael Thomas weeks eight through thirteen, and that actually occurred. So Brad O's John and myself a four pack. So this Southern Range thing is really nice. It's a, a tiny ass umbrella, hazy IPA. That'll be my choice, or you can go with like a you know the standard hop, drop, and roll is good for me too. I'll take one of those if you're listening. Uh, I'm not sure what John will want, um, but just to give details on that, so Lockett ended up finishing 37.60 points, and Thomas ended up with 25.6. So winner, winner, chicken dinner there. Actually, that wasn't even true. It was 50.7 points to 47.7, so a three-point victory there for us. Uh, The second one, or excuse me, the third one, I owe you $13. Oh, yeah. So you're starting, I'm starting in your pocket. Okay. um, To begin begin this season. The reason it got down to 13 is I did give you a 1 in 250 bet that you said Slip would win the championship back in week seven. I was I was riding with my man. And, yeah. And then it just fell apart. That one didn't that one didn't hit. So I, I took a dollar back there. And there was some other stupid like one and whatever that I ended up winning. So knocked two bucks off. Here's the one I need clarification on. Real quick before you get to that one, let me tell you about how brutal the loss is for Brad. Because now I remember I got it pulled up. Brad had sixteen forty six total points. Pittman had fifteen seventy six. So you're like, okay, Brad had a better team. They both finished eight and five. So you think logically, well, Brad was better because tied record. He had more points. That's the tiebreaker. But that wasn't the bet. Now I remember what the bet was. The bet was. Brad would have a better record. That's tied right. Re- tied record would mean Brad loses. And Pittman was – now that I, now I'm reading all this, I remember him. He was flat-out adamant that, no, 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 tied record means I win. That's correct. Yep. So, but, all right, what's the other clarification? I'm, so prob- here's, I'm so, probably not going to remember this. So week 11 – I'm trying to pull this up here. So in week 11, there was a bet, a $10 bet that slip doesn't end up without the romper at five to one versus Jared. And I got John here in exclamation points. So I think John, John bet with you. That slip would end up in win the romper. That's what I. That's what I'm not understanding here. Nah. So someone owes someone either ten dollars or fifty dollars. John owes me ten because there's no because I know John and I can't remember specifically what happened. I cannot. I will one hundred percent. I cannot clarify or confirm what the actual bet was. But I know if John made that bet in week eleven, when I think this was when you guys were down at the beach. And they're doing something like fishing trip or something like that. 
we rent we did the podcast from like you were at ocean isle may have been and john came up and said that his boy was not gonna finish dead last and i made i was like uh yeah he is and we made a bet so okay so the bet was five to one odds that john took that he wasn't going that you took it that he wasn't going so you should get 50 no, I should get ten. Okay. I think well, I gave him the odds. That, okay. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, so John owes you ten. Maybe we'll see. He might. I might waive it if he can. You, you, Joey. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't prep you this, but I think we're going to get to it a little bit later. But I've been scheming a little bit in the off season. You know, during the two weeks off with Cohen, I was like coming and coming up with. What kind of fun rule proposals can I come up with? Mm-hmm. And I might need to—I might need to kind of slick John's hand a little bit, slick his pocket to uh, <laughs> make some of these come through. So we'll talk through those a little bit later. So he and okay. I might be able to make up a deal. Well, that sounds uh, very intriguing. Looking forward to that sort of conversation later in the pod. But uh, why don't we get into it here? So solid, solid opening. What's um, the? Uh... Let's real quick because this shit gets asked all the time. Listening. Are we gonna is the next segment are we gonna talk about like the this what's the, the schedule for the weekend? Are we doing that now? Yeah, we were gonna we were gonna talk like beach talk. We're just okay. gonna do a little beach talk. All right, cool. We'll uh we can uh we'll we'll pivot to that then. Hey, before that though. Seventy two No. Not what John and I are about to shoot on Friday, <laughs> but 72 hours until it all starts going down. Here we go. Let's ride. It's time for Beach Talk and the 2021 Ocean Isle Beach pre-draft events. Here we go. Alrighty, boys, here we go. It's going to be a little beach talk, and we're going to talk about the 2021 NCFFL draft weekend hosted in Ocean Isle Beach for the third consecutive year over at Tom's Bar. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's three. And um, this year is a year to remember, and here's why. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jared, but this is going to be the first year in many years where every single GM will be in attendance. Is that correct? You just you probably just jinxed us because I just in, in today's world, who the hell knows what will yeah. happen? But yeah, 72 hours away. I know some people are going down Thursday. Most people are going down Friday. But uh, but yeah, it's looking right now. It's looking like all 10 people are going to be present. Which I know, I'm sure, well, John wasn't there last time. Um, Yeah. But, uh, and so, but I know John, it's just one less thing we have to deal with, with uh, trying to get somebody electronically included. It's such a shit show. And I feel sorry for the person on the other end of that that's miles away. Just not able to enjoy the festivities and they got to deal with everyone's drunkenness. So it's going to be fantastic that. Everyone's going to be down there. 
it's going to be an awesome time. So what what do you th- what what's in store for the weekend? All right, so this shit gets asked like multiple times weeks leading up to the weekend. So let me say it again. Here's going to be the rundown for the weekend. Okay. Some people are coming in Thursday. Some people are coming in Friday. Friday, we're kicking it off. River's Edge, little golf outing. Tee times, I think, at like 1 and one fifteen. Shout out to Michael for setting all that up for Huge us. Huge shout out. Um, I think some people might be going to eat lunch a little bit before. I know some people are going to hit the range a little bit. I'm not. I'm going to go to the putting green and just make sure I'm getting a feel for the for, for how fast things are. Yeah. Um, so you going to bring a stint meter with you just to check, verify? A what? A stint meter. What's that? It's a uh, tool that uh, the PGA Tour uses to, to understand how fast the greens are rolling. Uh, how much are those? I don't know. Check out Amazon. I'm sure you can get right. one. If, if it's not free, then no. I'm it's probably about it. the same as a pogo stick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but we got – so what are the uh, – so there's eight of us playing. What are the pairings again? All right, so here's the teams. And in no particular order of good versus bad – and quite honestly, I don't even know how – this was the easiest thing agreed upon that we ever do as a group. And I don't even know how this occurred. I think everyone was just kind of tired of it, and they were like, yeah, sure, fine. So here we go. Uh, myself and oh, Chaz. Oh, weird, weird. You said yourself first in no particular order. No particular order. And yet you say yourself first. And Chaz. And I'm just crossing my fingers that Chaz's whole, Chaz shows up. Because if he does, I'm going to have to pull some random Yahoo. So uh, you to mean join me? So when you say show up, you mean physically show up? Physically <laughs> show up. Physically. Uh, then we got John and Jared. Yep. Formidable opponents. Yep. Then we have Brad and Pittman. Okay. And let me tell you guys something. For those of you that don't follow golf amongst the league members here. Mr. Brad Pizel has been putting up a show lately. He finally broke 90 for the first time a um, couple weeks back, and he's been, he's been sniffing mid to low 90s the last Nobody couple Nobody cares. Rounds. Nobody cares. Just saying. He hasn't played, he he played River's Edge in a while. <laughs> he hasn't played. He doesn't really like the water, so we'll see how that works. And he might not like my banter when things <laughs> went. I'm not, I'm not going to be out there friendly like we were two weeks ago and just kind of kicking the shit. And then we have uh, in the rear, we got Mike and Rusty, another formidable opponent. So what we'll have to figure out is, and I think this is what we should do, is we should do like a front nine foursome. With you know, we'll figure out who those teams are. So whether it's like me and Chaz and uh, you and John, and then when we go to make the turn, we switch it up. Okay, kind of like what kind of like what we did four or five years ago when John and I made made a switch it up on like the last four holes with you. <laughs> yeah, and you still lost. Yeah, yeah, but it was a great show. That was a phenomenal. But interview, but y'all about choke. Yeah, we we lost, but y'all about choke. It really was like almost choke instead of we lost. Yeah, but see when you're when you're a champion, champions rise above. Okay, all right. Well, let me ask you who who do you think the favorites are? So, because you know, for, I, so, for you know, some reason, because you, know, you know, I suck. I can well, putt. here this was putt. the thing. So when John came out with all that tech stuff, and you can putt, 
Um, when John came out saying, you know, I was the best, I, I don't buy that by any stretch of the imagination. John and I are equal, if anything, in okay. terms of handicap profile. And I think Chaz and I are probably the worst. I've never seen Chaz play. I just remember playing about four or five years ago and watching Chaz and Brooks, who were partners, and Brooks was – it's probably the reason why Brooks doesn't play golf anymore is because he was playing with Chaz. <laughs> well, Chaz was just like probably burning like heaters yeah, and eating heaters. pimento. He was like eating pimento cheese sandwiches at the same time. I, who knows what was going on there? I had never seen Chaz play, so I have no idea what to expect. Um, I know Brad's decent. Pittman can hold it together. I don't think Pittman's someone that's going to be just shanking shots all over the place. I know when we played last year between me, Michael, and Pittman, I think we all played together. And, I mean, they were three-putting a lot. Yeah. I, that's what I remember. I remember them three-putting a lot. I'm concerned. I think the dark horse team here is going to be Mike and Rusty. And I think it's really going to come down to the mental state that Rusty has when we get to a point where there is some sort of, you know, migratory birds fluttering around the fairway and how he's going to hold up. I mean, especially with the pressure of hitting drivers. I mean, they're going to, they're going to be pheasant. I mean, present. So bad, bad dad joke. Bad dad joke. Uh, who do you got? Who do you got pulling out the victory? And I don't even know if we have a format yet. I guess we'll have to figure that out too. I don't know. My guess, if it, if it's if I can't choose me and John, I guess I'd probably. I mean, when I was playing with Brad a couple of weeks ago, he did look like he was kind of on his game. So I, I might say Brad and Pittman. Yeah. But, I, what What are the stakes going to be? Twenty bucks a person. Twenty five a person. Hundred uh, a group. We, We'll figure all that out when we get there. Okay. So, but we got, yeah. So we got all some right, golf. So that's action, Friday. River's Edge. Uh, Monday. When are you, when are you guys going in town? I will be leaving Thursday evening. I don't right. know the time yet. I don't know if I'll be rolling with uh, Brad and John or if I'll be ro- riding, riding solo. Okay. So sure you, yet. so you, okay. So you, John. Brad are going Thursday. Brooks is going Thursday. I'm pretty sure Chaz might go down Wednesday. <laughs> Who knows with that guy? I'm sure he's already hitting up. Brooks he might there. already be there. Yeah. And uh, Brian, I don't – Brian might go down Thursday. I don't know. And then I think me, Pittman, and Rusty are going Friday. And I guess maybe Michael. I don't know where Michael's going. I guess he's, he's already there. Place. He's already there. He's there for the week. So. Yeah, he's been crabbing all week, I guess. Okay, cool. So – so everybody be there. So then we got yeah, we got golf, and then after golf we'll uh, we'll do some kind of dinner shenanigans. I don't know, nothing's planned. And then Friday night back at uh, I assume we're gonna go back to Tom's Barn, um, Tom's Barn, Tom's Bar, where we've always done it when we're down at Ocean Isle. Now we got everybody keep. Seems like everybody adds a house whenever we between. <laughs> so somebody either adds a kid or adds a beach house at Ocean Isle. Um, You're next. Uh, we're. Yeah. So, um, but we, so at Friday night is rule change discussions, which I know John sent it out to the group. And we asked, I asked John yesterday that if anybody sends him anything to send it to me and you, so we can relay that information on the pod. So people can go ahead and start listening to it. We got a couple. (laughs) 
Huh? We have a couple, to say the least. We have well, typically only me and you ever make changes anyway. So. Yes, this is <laughs> so, true. So we have some, but John said it was crickets on the other people. So I, I'm assuming nobody else has any. But we'll talk through rule changes. We'll do the presentation of the championship uh, belt. Championship belt, and then we'll go to the also the loser with the pink seat. So Brooks just gets to. I guess it just stays there. <laughs> he's got to re-sign yeah. it though yeah uh, so you have to start paying taxes on that or something like <laughs> reg- he's, has he got to register that or something <laughs> he might <now>? have to <laughs> um and then we do keeper selections which i think we're going to talk about here in a little bit yep and then we do uh we do the uh divisions so we go ahead and pick out the divisions and then we do the the draft order so the lottery bingo lottery system to determine the draft order packed friday night so it's a lot of lot of fast stuff we'll be drunk so we probably won't remember anything from the any rule changes that are come up but that's friday night and then after that we just kind of hang out and then saturday uh we wake up we got michael again coming through with the clutch and and booking some uh fishing for for nine guys your boy ain't going joe yeah, rough I'm, seas what's what's the issue here it's uh, i've you sharks? know so you scared of sharks huh, i've been shark i've been i've been a shark cage diving in south africa <laughs> okay never so, mind. so i've done that. i've never been on a smaller vessel where you can't see land and so i get anxiety even on like catamarans or that boat when we did the the uh, shark cage diving in South Africa. I just get bad anxiety on like, well, this is the trip where I'm going to get seasick. I know this is the trip. And like the first like hour, I'm like, I don't talk. I'm not even like present because I'm like mentally in my head. And so you, I just don't want to do that on a weekend like this. I'm just it's not. An, it's an inland trip. I don't even, I think we're just going in like channels. I don't think we're going offshore. Uh, if it's inland and we're going into like, like waterway and stuff like that, I'm down for. But I'm pretty sure Michael's text said like 10 to 15 miles offshore. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. And your boy, and I, I mean, I've never done it, so I don't know. But if I'm hungover, that doesn't sound like an activity that I'd want to do. Uh, yeah, some people are meant for, you know, the ship yeah. life. So, so I've, I'm, I'm not going. Um, which brings me to one of my maybe future bets, uh, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. While you guys are fishing, your boy's going to be watching the team that's at the top of the English Premier League table currently, West Ham United. Uh-oh. Against Crystal Palace. hey Joe's team. I don't Watch even know out. if you follow him anymore. Not really. But uh, there were some rumors from some other GMs that you and I should wager a second-round pick on the outcome. Second round? <laughs> I was like, that's a little rich. Didn't they get reg- relegated almost? Crystal Palace? No, nah, not Crystal Palace. Speaking of soccer, you watched Ted Lasso, by the way? Yes, great, 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 great show. show. Haven't great started show. season two yet. Waiting oh, for all the episodes to come out. Fantastic. But, yeah, great show. Great I show. started it two days ago. I'm like five episodes in. It's, it's awesome. It gets it gets great. It's a good show. Um, but fishing, when if that happens, I know you guys. You probably need to monitor the seas to make sure it's not it's good enough. But but again, if it ends up being like waterway, 
and kind of like that stuff where I can see land and it's not you no know, two, three, four foot seas and unpredictable. We don't know when we get out there, then I'll do that, but I'm not going out there. Um, but that's happening. And then once the, once that's done, we'll try to, we normally try to kick off the actual draft mid to late afternoon i like it three three or four we try to start it and then we stop about halfway through for the uh champions dinner which uh there's some rumors that were uh that uh i don't know how he got this in the budget but we got a, <laughs> we got a chef coming to the to the house to prepare us a, a meal have these rumors been confirmed i've not Verbally confirmed with me from an outside party from not in the league. So I don't know okay. when, that, when that information, the details are going to be released or what. But And has like the menu been presented to anyone? Like, do we know? Not in the league from this said name, said name source outside of the league has seen the menu. And, and you're and I said, willing and my question, to divulge any I don't, said menu? No, they would not tell me. I have not seen the menu. Oh, so they didn't tell you about the menu. No, no, someone no, no. has just, seen the menu. Yes, someone outside of the league has seen the menu and told me it looks good. And I, I specifically said, will Rusty approve looks of the menu? Looks good. It better look good if it's a damn chef. I said, would Rusty approve of the menu? And they said yes. So... Like well, that's he, because they'll make a side plate of hot dogs and <laughs> or Domino's or <laughs> Domino's. <laughs> zone. They'll send them a, have a pie zone sent to them. Is that what they're called? Uh, sto- a uh, a Stouffer's French bread is coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, and that'd after- be fun. That'd be dynamite if yeah. <laughs> Chef comes out. He's got his little. He's got a plate. And the little top on the plate, and he like pops it open. Steam comes out. It's like two hot pockets. It's bagel bites. And then by that point, we're like, "Fuck yes, bagel bites!" <laughs> um, and then after the dinner, we try to finish up the draft. And then after the draft, we just kind of kick back and see if we can finish all the beer. That's when the gambling starts. And that's, that's and then when the we, fun and we, starts. And we have some games, Joe. We got some real college football games. Love it. We got some. I think golf might be going. Maybe some replay of golf or something. We'll have so golf. Know. We'll probably have preseason game threes. Final preseason yeah, games that'll going be, on. Yeah, that'll be going on. Justin Fields um, will be out there. Yeah, no Andy Dalton since he's a star. Did you yeah. see what? Did you see what Mitch Trubisky said in an interview? I I did see it. I caught a he, glimpse. He and I'm he, not surprised one bit. He said that he was shocked that the Bears selected him, that they never even showed interest or they never even called him that they were going to be selecting him. So was everybody else in the NFL and NFL GMs and NFL fans. Everybody was shocked when they did that. That is wild. But you're not surprised. How can you be surprised by this? I don't know. But maybe they got it right this time. But Fields looks good. I mean, I'd be excited about him. Um, he looks good. He's got a nice bruise under his chin from yeah. that just <laughs> devastating yeah. hit. So football, football is back. Football back, baby. Uh, but that's the weekend. We wake up Sunday and head back to our uh, miserable lives. Yeah, working lives. And wondering what went wrong all the way. So, all right, man. Well, so we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do all that. Everybody will listen to the podcast. 
Sunday, Monday is when Brooks will probably get to it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even – how come he doesn't even chime in on the chat? Like It's like a, a random – he'll throw in like a random text every couple weeks just to let us know that he's still alive. I think I think I don't know. I think he might be starting to be over fantasy. He might maybe he's the next one to get out of the league. Regu- relegation, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see. Okay. Um, all right, what are we hitting up next? Maybe all a right, buddy. Little, little keeper talk. That was good beach talk. Let's get over to the keepers, and we're gonna start that right now. The keepers are coming. The keepers are coming. Let's have a chat about who we think the 2021 keepers are. Alrighty, boys, here we go. We're going to start talking about the 2021 potential keepers in the NCFFL. Jared, get us started. Who do we want to start with? Potential keeper, Friday night. It's, Who's going to do what? There's, some, I mean, there's a lot that goes into the keeper. You got to put you want. You're looking at the value. You're looking at how good of a player they could be. The round you're losing them in. How many? What are your odds of the potential balls you have? There's so many factors where you don't want to fuck it up on the what you keep. Right. <laughs> That's what so, makes our league so unique. I think. And I love it. And I love it. Um, and there's always one or two kind of head scratchers when people keep somebody. I'm kind of like, damn. I mean, you were that person last year, Joe. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was just kind of – so I think this year I'm, I'm going to eliminate two guys, okay, two GMs, because I think it's pretty obvious who they will and should keep. Okay. And then I think the other eight people kind of have some – Options. Some options. Some better than others. And then after that point, we'll get to it. You tell me a name, and I'll tell you who what I'm thinking, and we'll just kind of talk through it, okay? All right, okay. So let right, so tell us who we're eliminating. Okay. Who so the two I people think we agree with. Yeah. So the two people I'm eliminating are Brad. Okay. I think just because options based compared to Stefan Diggs in the sixth round, I just think it's a potential top five receiver in the sixth round. I think it's a no brainer for him. Okay. So gotcha. I'm, we're, we'll eliminate Brad, and then the other one. I made it. It was a great trade last year for me. I think. I wish I had it back right now, but Pittman getting Antonio motherfucker in the last round, sixteenth round, Antonio Gibson. Ain't nothing so, like sitting back after your fifteenth round pick and being like, "Cheers, boys, I'm out." Being like, wait, I don't have a pick here. Oh, wait, that's my RB1. Oh, wait, I got an RB1 right? in 16? My yeah. bad. So that's good. And then the other eight you can make cases for. So uh, who do you want to start with first? All right. So I think we should start at the bottom. Okay. Um, I think everybody's looking forward to kind of having an understanding of who Slip is going to keep. Okay. I don't know if there's many options there. So let's got, start there. Let's start with Slip. He's got what a couple options. He's got a couple options. Um, obviously, with the option, you want to you want to keep an RB one, right? Um, Slip doesn't have that. <laughs> so, so then you pivot to a wide receiver one. Well, who's my wide receiver one to keep, and what round is he in? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have that either. 
So he's got a couple options. Your boy David Montgomery. Okay. In the, in the ninth round. Pretty good. Ninth or round. or a, a pick big pickup, Miles Gaskin in the seventh yeah. round. Okay. So who who would you keep out of that? And then I'll um, you, I you would tell s- me you tell me who to keep, and I'll play devil's advocate on each one of these. All right. So my thought process there is of those two. Oof, I think I'm going to have to go with Montgomery. Here's the potential. Here's my thought process. It's going to be his second year there. He's going to be under a veteran quarterback at least for the first few weeks. And so they're going to have to establish the run in order to give Dalton any sort of time. And I think Nagy kind of learned from last year that they need to do that. So I think he's going to get the rock quite a bit. And then once Fields gets in the mix, it's going to open the playbook for all sorts of RPOs, which are going to get Montgomery involved even more, I think. So that's that's where I would go with it. Okay. And I might would lean that way too. But then I started looking at Gaskin, who's becoming a third – He's a three down back in Miami. Yeah. They didn't they didn't draft anybody. They didn't bring anybody in. So they're kind of like, okay, we're willing to ride with this guy, right? They've drafted a receiver in Miami. So they want Tua to throw. Tua's gonna throw, it's gonna open up the box for Miles. Miles gonna be able to run all over the place. I I agree with everything you said about Montgomery. My one worry about Montgomery is do you know who they brought in in the offseason? I don't. I should know. I don't. I really don't care, to be honest. Super Bowl MVP running back from the Kansas City Chiefs, Damian Williams. Did they really? Yes. I didn't know that. So he set out last year for COVID, and he went free agent, and they signed with the Bears. That's why I didn't know it. Yeah. So now he's with the Bears. You know he's going to steal touches from them. Tariq Cohen's coming back. So you know they're going to be using him as like a gadget play. Mm. So last year when Montgomery went off was because he was the only guy there. He ain't the only guy there anymore. Hmm. So, so it's a it's a toss up. It's not bad options because it's late, but I hope he guesses right. Guess right. All right. Dodge COVID. Who's next? All right. So next we're gonna roll off to let's go to Mike. Let's go to Mike. Okay, so we got Michael. So I think Michael has two guys. Either J.K. Dobbins in the eighth. Okay. Or Terry McLaurin in the fifth. Okay. Okay. Those are those are his two options. I McLaurin in the fifth sounds fun. That sounds like a, a steal but it also might be a tad high who's the quarterback there now oh god i have no idea the beard ryan fitzpatrick he's gonna be he's gonna be slinging all over the rock curtis samuel ex-panther signed with the redskins antonio gibson that offense is about to explode and McLaurin it doesn't have to be like the only guy anymore. Fitzpatrick's gonna be slinging the rock to him. It's gonna explode for the first month, and because that's when they don't have anybody shines. behind. Him. <laughs> but they don't have anybody behind him. He's like what they, great... didn't ha- what they do at Haskins. They get rid of him. Yeah, I think he's in Pittsburgh now. 
Yeah, they they like cut him in the middle of the year last year, I think. Um, and then you got J.K. Dobbins in the eighth. I don't know, but I think that J.K. might be the way to go. It might be. He just doesn't catch passes. So they if he got... doesn't catch passes, then why is he on your mix here? Uh, just because it's the eighth round. I think he's he's J.K. Dobbins is. I think he's going to be like the next Nick Chubb. It's a run first offense. You're probably going to be. They're probably going to be winning majority of the games. And when they're winning, the game script fits in perfectly. They're going to be handing it off to him. He's going to be busting the rock down into the touch end zone. So, I mean, I like J.K. Dobbins too. I mean, I think they're going to lean on J.K. a little bit more than they did last year because they don't want their quarterback running around and getting hurt. And I think they're going to lean on him a lot more than they did in the past. And J.K. is just going to have to learn to catch. Okay. So do you think he would go McLaurin or J.K. Dobbins? I think the McLaurin name is sexier. Well, I that's think, who, yeah, wide receiver, sexy yeah. wide receiver. I think J.K. Dobbins might be the value pick, though. Okay. So right now you got Montgomery for Brooks and Dobbins for Michael. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All okay. right. Let's move on. Let's go over to Johnny. All right. Our boy John's got a – he's got a tough dilemma here because there's three guys. A.J. Brown in the fifth. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes in the third. Rut roll. Dalvin in the first. Who are you going with? Or do you want me to say who I'm picking? So, I mean, I don't know who I would go with. and I'm just glad it's not my decision because A.J. Brown's a really good receiver. Julio's come in now. So, is he going to lose targets? A.J. Brown's got that nagging knee injury that I think he's been out for a past day or two. He's day-to-day with, like, some kind of knee stuff. Yeah. Um, you can go Dalvin, but it hurts so much to lose a first round when you can keep one of these other guys and get Dalvin again if the if the balls fall your way. I mean, Mahomes in the third, I think he would be – you know, he could potentially be gone sooner than that. You know, he might maybe be. Maybe one or two. And here's the thing I, I know about John. John loves the Chiefs. John wants the Chief. <laughs> and we'll get to this in a minute, but there's a possibility that Travis Kelsey is kept, possibility Tyreek Hill is kept, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just injured his ankle. So is, does John really want to risk not getting a Chief when he can keep one in the third round? I mean, if he wants Mahomes, he's going to have to keep him. In the third. Yeah. If he wants to be a part of that Chiefs offense, he's going to have to keep Mahomes. I mean, don't put it past the commissioner to throw in some weighted balls either into the the bingo set. Because he doesn't have to take Mahomes. It wouldn't, it wouldn't put it by me that John rigs the, uh, the ball machine there and gives himself the first pick for like the ninth time in the NCFFL league. It's a ever since he finished dead last. Ever since then, he's somehow magically finished. Is picking in the top two or three Weird. every year. Um, it might. It's not surprising be- that people don't boo him when he d- yeah, gives his uh, his speech every yeah. year. Well, what a clown! 
Um, the, uh, but it's also, I mean, Joe, he's not going to put weighted balls in there. No. I mean, when he like rolls it out and reads it off. That's when it happens. I will say none of us are going up there and like, wait a second, let me look at it. He might just be looking <laughs> at it and saying, oh, it's me. And then he puts oh. it back. Oh, I dropped it. <laughs> so we got to keep an eye on him. But for him, yeah, I think it's those three guys. I don't – I personally, I think it's hard to give up a player in the first round when if the balls fall, you could always get them still in the first round while keeping one of your other guys. So, I don't know. A.J. Brown, tough knee, really good receiver, really efficient. Mahomes, third round, about right. Tough call. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. All right, let's move on to – let's go to Chaz. All right. And this one just got more interesting as of today, actually. Do tell. So – and doing my prep and doing my homework, I was between two guys. Does he keep Tyreek Hill in the second round? Or does he take a flyer on a potential breakout star in De- Deontay Johnson? It's Joe. It's Deontay Johnson. <laughs> Wide receiver for the Steelers. In the ninth round, he had targets galore last year. The new offensive coordinator throwing a lot of receivers out there on the field, mixing up the packages, making people go into motions, trying to create openness for the receivers. Deontay Johnson in the ninth. And then, I don't know if you heard this, but Travis Etienne, the the rookie running back from Clemson for the Jaguars, is out for the season. Oh, they they named it – they said the season? Well, I think it was likely out for the season. Yeah, the – the um, what do you call it? The X-rays confirmed that it's a Liz Frank, oh, and that no. he will be out for the season. Hate that. Um, and so, what does that mean, James? Hate to hear that, James Robinson, the big pickup for Chaz last year in the seventh round, has now is shooting up, skyrocketing draft, draft boards because of this Travis Etienne. Uh, news. So, so you're not you're not buying the hype on Cole Beasley then? Uh no, I would <laughs> I would not I would not buy the hype on that. Um, so yeah, what for- about here's something interesting that I saw that I wouldn't expect. Gronkowski's pretty high up in the tight end uh, boards that I saw, top ten, I believe. Is that something that he potentially even thinks about? I doubt it. I think it's between knowing Chaz and just knowing how he does. He typically just always keeps the best, his best player, yeah. regardless of round. He doesn't think about it. He doesn't think about it. He just keeps whoever's the best one. If it's the first round, second round, fifth round, 18th round, he just keeps whichever one's the best player. So he's probably t- keeping Tyree. But. Again, I'm, I would have, I, my guess is he keeps Tyree. And so the message isn't so much for Chaz as it is for John. Again, for that Mahomes potential keeper, he's keeping Tyree. So if you want to be a part of that Chiefs offense, nobody belts picks up Mahomes, you might have to keep him. But I don't know. This, I mean, it just got a little bit more interesting with James Robinson. Having, having a, a solid keeper 
in the sixth round or later is very, very key because then it allows you to build that starting core um, without without uh, putting your keeper in it. So yeah, it's a tough one for for Chaz. It'll be interesting to see for sure. I'm looking forward to it. And by the way, that Cole Cole Beasley thing was a joke. Sure. We all know that. We all know that Chaz would never uh, pick a keeper for someone that's not vaccinated. So, true. True. This is true. All right, let's move on. Um, let's let's try myself. How about myself? All right, I got three. Got three names down, Joe. Three, three. I got three names down, and they're all, in my opinion, really, really, really decent quality, quality options. And so, there's no way you can mess this up. Can we right? just look at my squad here for a second? I mean, how did I not win the championship? Uh, oh yeah, Melvin uh, Gordon uh, didn't show up all year. Yeah, yeah. neither did Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, your keeper from last year didn't show up. Outside of that, it was pretty legit. <laughs> it was you had it going. All right. Um, what? So I got I got you down for DK Metcalf in the sixth. Mm-hmm. He's he's so fast. He's a fucking racehorse. <laughs> Dude's a baller. Darren Waller in the seventh. Speaking of a baller. Shot ball, caller. Waller the baller in the seventh. Or DeAndre Swift in the eighth. Another great shot. Great, great pickup by myself. Great pickup. Somebody dropped him, I think, and you picked him up. Yep. Um, you caught a tough break with Cam Akers going down. That I one hurt. I thought he was a surefire uh, keeper there, and then the torn Achilles or whatever it was, and that one hurt. I don't up. think he's still not in the mix for him. He's not. He's out of the season. Like I said, don't think he's <laughs> not in the mix for me. <laughs> what? So, so walk me through your thought process right now on these three guys. So I'm going to throw in a guy there that you didn't put, and that's going to be Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, outside of that, the, the other guys that you had are on the list. I like Herbert, I, I think a great quality pick for phenomenal value. I want to say it was somewhere like, I don't know, 13th round or something like that. He get drafted. Yeah. I think I drafted him. Not sure though. If I didn't, then he would be seventh, right? Yeah. I can pull it up though. Yeah, you pull it up. I can't do it at the moment. Okay. I, w- I want to say he was drafted, but I could be way wrong. Um, but I think like my the big players there, it's probably between DK and Waller. Um, I like Swift. I just don't know if you know I'd like him better than those two. Herbert was not drafted. Okay, so he's a seventh round, which would be equivalent to my Darren Waller pick. The tough part that I'm going to have to deal with is. You know, Waller did so well last year. Can he continue, you know, the streak that he's on? All signs are pointing to yes. I know for a fact DK is going to do well, so I don't have to worry about that. And value at six is phenomenal. It's really going to be the wild card of if I keep Waller and he performs, that's an automatic win. 
If he doesn't, then it's a huge loss because now not only did I pick a tight end who's not performing, um, I don't have, you know, a solid wide receiver one that I know is going to perform regardless. So, so you're between Metcalf and Waller. I would say, and you know, Herbert's kind of there, but I think in terms of value, you know, quarterbacks are, aren't you, they're just not high right? in terms of, you know, you can get a Justin Herbert anywhere. Um, you can't get a Darren Waller that performs like a 2020 Darren Waller anywhere. And in the seventh round, that's, that's great value. So it's going to be between him and DK. I haven't really decided yet. When will you decide? I'll probably flip a coin on the way to the beach. <laughs> on the way to the beach or maybe on the way back from the golf course? Maybe on the way back. Just yeah. depends. Right. We should make a game out of like who, who your keeper should be. That's intriguing. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. So, so all right. All right, well, let's spe- go. Well, spe- speaking of like a solid quarterback in the seventh round where you know what you're getting, that's my problem, man. Let's I'm between I'm between two guys, and I'm I'm starting to I'm I'm kind of starting to lean against my philosophy here. And I mean, how do I not keep Josh Allen in the thirteenth round? I I don't know. It's it's between either him or Calvin Ridley in the fifth. Um, <laughs> that's that's your only option. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. To me, it is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not. I, I'm not keeping Devontae Adams in the first. No. I'm not. Don't really care about Jonathan Taylor in the third. So, it's either Ridley in the fifth or Josh Allen in the thirteenth. And I mean, Josh Allen. That dude. Tell me why you wouldn't take Ridley there in the fifth. The thing that I love the most about Josh Allen is that his offensive coordinator is returning. He did not get a head coaching job, and he's coming back. They essentially have the same team with the exception of John Brown, and they replaced John Brown with Emmanuel Sanders. So they throw it all the time. And when you got like guys like Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders and Diggs and the other guys, they just – he'll go 10 for 14 for 200 yards just kind of chipping it down the field and a touchdown, and he's the goal line back. Hmm. So, and you're not high on Kareem Hunt, Edwards Hilaire, or DJ Shark. No, 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 no. DJ Shark. I am not. So it's either huh. – so I don't know. I'm kind of like you. I don't know. It might. I might go in on uh, Friday morning. It might arrive to the golf course with one name, and then have a uh, three or six beers between then and the when the keeper selections are announced. And I might go ahead and pivot to the other name. I don't know. Well, I I would say this thirteenth um, round, Josh Allen. That's that's pretty legit. Yeah. That's pretty legit. All right. Who else we got? We got two All right, more let's guys. go on. I think we got Rusty. Let's get to Rusty. Have we done that yet? No. Ru- Rusty's, got, uh, Rusty's got two options. Does he go with the surefire 
top running back in the first round in Alvin Kamara. You know he's got to love the dude after his six touchdown performance in the playoffs. So he might <laughs> yeah. be kind of yeah, he might be trying to want to keep him just out of like love for him and kind of what he did for him. Or does he go with the rookie sensation and Justin Jefferson in the twelfth? Hmm. I would go Jefferson, but I also understand if somebody wants to make sure that they're keeping one of the top running backs in case, because you never know. He might get keep Jeff, decide to keep Jefferson with the intent to get one of those running backs, and the way the balls fall, he ends up being picking tenth, and he doesn't get any of them. Yeah. Where was Rogers picked? Um, Rogers was. Let me see. Rusty doesn't seem to me like a quarterback keeper kind of nah, guy. Nah, Rodgers was the ninth round. Yeah. I think he's going to go the Justin Jefferson route. Um, I, th- I think that's where he's going to go. He might surprise us all and go with Claypool. Maybe. I'll, we'll see. I think it's between and, and conversations in the back channel with some sources that I know. It's between Jefferson and Kamara, and he doesn't know if he should be able. He doesn't know if he should just give up the surefire thing in Kamara. That's tough to do. So, he uh, new offense there, right under new leadership. Who Kamara? Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what the quarterback is. Don't know what's going to happen. You assume it's Jameis, but if it's Taysom Hill, that's going to hurt Kamara. Could we need we us if 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 Rusty's still deciding, we need Peyton not to announce that until after draft day or after keeper day. Yeah, don't know if um, you know Justin Jefferson. He's he's got a you know unvaccinated quarterback. Don't know if if that'll come into coming to play later in the year. Maybe he's got to miss a couple games. That could, you know, hinder production. Well, that's the other thing with the Vikings. I think they're like the – I think I heard today where they're the lowest – they have the lowest rate of vaccinated players in the league. They're smart guys. Smart guys over there in Minnesota. So that could be be a problem when it comes to COVID protocols. Could be. So, I mean, yeah, their, their team could just kind of fall to shambles one weekend, and that might hurt Jefferson. Big time. All right, let's finish this up. Who are we – who do we got here? Brian, is that it? Brian, yep, Brian's the last one. So last Brian, one, champion. You know, let's let's get to him last. Let's see what the heck he's going to do. Henry I, thing is possible. Yeah, I think he's got a couple options, really, only two. Um, it's either going to be – Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. I think he might be banged up a little bit, so I'm sure he's probably not. He's kind of, he's kind of a little bit like Chaz too, where he just likes to try to keep like one of the better players. Um, so I think it's going to be either maybe he rides or die with Derrick Henry in the first. I think he kind of falls into that mold with uh, Rusty and John if they want to gamble on not getting one of those top running backs and they just want to make sure they get them and keep them. Um. Or he's going to go with Travis Kelsey in the second. Yeah. So, and again, I think you're right again, on both of those. Again, it goes back to John. John, if he keeps Travis Kelsey, 
and Chaz keeps Tyreek Hill, you might have to go Mahomes because you might not get a part of that Kansas City offense. Brian, see, Brian's the guy that'll pick Derrick Henry, lose a first round pick. He'll have one ball and he'll get the first pick. That's that's the kind of guy Brian is. And I know. Well, way, let me let me say, let me say this. Here's this is a public service announcement to all the GMs. If anybody, if any GM especially if it's multiple GMs, keep a player in the first round. So if Brian keeps Henry, if Rusty keeps Kamara, if John keeps Cook, I think those might be kind of all. If I were to keep Devontae Adams, I'm not, but if I were. How do you screw those guys, Joe? I don't know. More than likely, if they keep those guys, they'll have less balls in the hopper, right? Well, that's the theory. Right. So they would. So in theory, they have a better chance of their balls coming out later. Yeah, but that never happens. I know. But here's the way to try and do it is if the guys who – and this would only work if there wasn't like one person who was in the first, picking first, because – You'd want guys in the keeping first round keepers to be in the beginning draft slots, not at the end. Yeah. So if somebody keeps, if Rusty kept Kamara and he ends up being in the 10th spot, well, Rusty wins because now he's basically getting Kamara with the 10th pick, which is (laughs) good. Instead of like if all these guys had, they were losing first round picks and when the balls start rolling out, if mine came out first and if instead of me picking first or second, if I went straight to the fourth spot and the next one went fit and we tried to screw these guys to where they had to go to the front and then they had like Rusty was keeping or John keeping Cook in the first and he had the third pick. Well, now he's getting screwed because he's got to wait all the way until it comes back. So, yeah, I don't know, but. Mm. Quick point of uh, reference here. So I'm glancing at Brian's team, and there was a reason why he only scored 104 points. He sat his uh, flex spot to avoid any potential fumbles or negative plays. So oh, therefore, so, so he just rubbed it into John. So he had won, and instead of a stat correction, yeah. he just sat. Somebody. He just sat him and just rubbed it in John's face and said, "I don't even need to play all my guys." Yeah. What so. a piss poor outing from John. <laughs> yeah, that or a pussy move by Brian. Yeah, true. So, oh. but that's that's the keeper talk, man. There's some some. I, I think I think uh, it's always exciting this time of year. We'll see, and then there there'll be always some surprises. There's they will be, some, be. There's some tough options. Some still good, but some tough. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I what think happens. everybody looks forward to Friday night keeper. Keeper picks. Yeah. Everyone so, looks forward to that. So, all right. What do you right. say we get on to some potential league changes? All right, let's do it. League changes. We don't need no stinking league changes, man. Well, let's hear a couple.
Alrighty, boys, here we go. We're going to get into some potential league changes in the 2021 NCFFL season. Uh, Jared and I, have, we've come up with a couple potential things that, you know, we're just going to throw <laughs> – we're just going to throw them out there. Going to throw them out to the group. Something for you guys to nibble on on your way down and um, think about. And then, you know, maybe have a vote. Hopefully there's a few that pass uh, and we can um, implement them immediately. The one thing, Jared, that I'll say before we get this thing started, I definitely hate the fact that when we vote, we don't get immediate implement implementation. I think we can, though. I think we've had We can now? I think we... I think in the past, what there's sometimes we can vote and then we vote right after it. Somebody can like make a motion to make it effective immediately. So okay. you kind of bring up a good point because the history of rule changes has always been kind of a black eye on us because yeah. we always past, forget what happens. No, no, no. But prior, even even prior to that, like six, seven, eight years ago, when we started making rule changes, people would only vote for vote in favor or against based off who their keeper was. Yeah. So then that's when we put in the rule to where anything that was, any changes that were made would not get applied until the next season so that it would not impact keepers. Okay. Cause do you remember when we did like a winter's manager meeting in Cary? <laughs> yeah. And like 10 years ago, <laughs> everybody showed up in like February. It was awesome. Cause we had like so many things to kind of go through. And that was kind of like, they ended up being like the found, the true foundation of making the, the rules where they are now. And then every now and then we've just been kind of tweaking it. Yeah. So I'm not, look, I'm not against one. I'm not one of the ones that's against like making the changes now. I think the only way, I think it's only a disservice if, or a disadvantage if people, if a change good that goes into effect immediately is a positive or negative impact on a keeper selection, or if it's like completely changes how you draft and somebody can't dra- can't really prep for it. If that makes sense. Okay. So outside of that, I don't. Sometimes I don't think it really matters much, but. Um, okay, but yeah, well, I got I got a lot this time, and so what I want to do is just kind of like, boom, shot out of a cannon style. I'm gonna just I'm gonna rip open. I'm gonna just throw one at you. If you like the idea of it, we'll talk through it more. Maybe yeah. we'll add it to the list for actual Friday night. Maybe not. Maybe this is just kind of shenanigans on the pod that people can kind of listen to and like, hmm, that's intriguing. Can we kind of make it work? Maybe, maybe not. All right. Hit me hit me with something. All right, let's go. Let's uh we'll start off uh we'll start off simple. I will say this uh, b- before like actually getting into some of these. One thing that we will have to discuss and decide on is there's now an extra game in the season. Okay. Yeah. So instead of uh 17 weeks, there's 18 weeks, so everybody instead of 16 games, everybody's playing 17. Yeah, but so, safety. What about the safety of the players, Jared? Oh, I know. Yeah, true. But okay. sorry. Hey, us fantasy people, we kind of love it because now. <laughs> so I don't know what I, I don't. I mean, I don't really have any smart solutions. I know there's some that we now we make this extra week a rivalry week. Yeah. I but then, really how know. do you determine who's right? I don't know who determines rivals. I don't know how that impacts like record. I don't know kind of what kind of how to do that. 
I don't know if we just keep everything the same right now and then we just make the the championship week, the championship round, whoever makes that, so we don't end up with a god-awful 104 to 103. We make that actual two weekends. All right, so, so here's something. My brain started triggering because I just um, took another sip of this delicious Southern Tier, excuse me, Southern Range Tiny S Umbrella Brad Paisel four-pack. Um, on that point right there, extra week, championship game. This could potentially be intriguing. Just to av- I think this would create awesome drama over two-week championship game. All right, so we keep everything as is. The, the championship teams determined as normal. So let's say, for example, it's Brian and John again. But because we have an extra week, let's do a two-week cumulative score of championship to determine the champion winner. Right. So I like that. I like it if I'm in the championship, but if I'm not in the championship, I like having an extra seasonal week just because it's fun. So I, but I scheduling wise, I don't know kind of how that's determined. I don't know kind of if we, if there's anything, the premise of a rivalry week is sounds really cool in theory. I don't know who people would want as their rival. I don't know if we Put How do like, we set that up with the conferences and all? I don't know. That's I don't know. The division, the way, out. yeah, the way it works now is like the we got, yeah, the way the the numbers worked was perfect. From uh, you play everybody in your division twice, and then everybody on the other side once. Now this extra game is going to make you play something. I don't know. Maybe it's a. Uh, I think it's going to have to. Is it a be... wild? Is it a wild card weekend? I don't know. Ooh. Wild card weekend's intriguing. I think it's going to have to be something in the postseason. So, yeah. I don't have any answers, but that's something that people got to think through. That's that's going to be like item number one that we're going to have to figure out, talk about, put down, and then forget what we decided. (laughs) (laughs) A two-week cumulative championship. Man, that that would be awesome because you could have some major swings from back to back weeks. So that would, yeah. So if I had to vote, that'd probably be what I'd vote for, just because it's simplest. But I don't know. And then you then you lose out. You know, then Brian can't do his shenanigans and not play a flex position because he's in the lead. Yeah, exactly. So all right, cool. All right, next. how do you think about how how do you feel about two keepers instead of one? All right. Um I'm gonna nix it. All right. So I not say a, no. I just you think like you like the format now. I like the format we have. I just think there's so many variables involved there. Uh keepers go into how we do draft order and balls and okay. and that takes, you know, two great players out of the league, which is now 20 guys out of the league instead of 10. Yeah. And I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the uh, determining the draft order with two keepers. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do. How do you like adding an additional spot or two on the roster? I'm always down for more players. I think this is a good not, idea. Especially- not starting, just on the roster. On the roster, I'm always down for this. And the reason for it is 
Um, it's kind of that old injury um, spot, right? So you got that. Go, it's not know. the IR spot. It would just be a. It would just be another. Well, we don't have an IR spot. We don't have an IR spot. So um, it could be, you know, maybe you you get a great pickup in the first round, and the guy snaps an ACL, but he's really good, and you want him to be your keeper or something, or what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then you have to drop them and then try to pick them up later on in the year. I think it's a good idea, especially with COVID. We don't, so we still don't know what's going to happen. Luckily we got, we didn't get hit with a lot of COVID stuff last year, which I think was ideal, obviously. Um, but who knows what, what's going to happen here. I, I, I like it. I like it. I mean, would you do one spot or two spots? I think one additional spot's okay. plenty. So instead of 16 rounds, it would be 17 rounds. We got 17 games potentially, depending upon how we figure that out. True. So, I mean, my thing is the, I don't, in a 10 team league, I think I don't, I want to be able to look at what's on the waiver wire and be like, God, that's trash. Right. (laughs) Because, Right now, I think the way it's set up is like there's each week you're like, "Ooh, I'm going to get this person because they can." They're a pretty, and I'm not. I'm talking more like running back, wide receiver, type, that kind of spiel to where happens I, every year. Someone I think goes down, and you try to get their backup. And there's but it's yet. not even backup. It's just still there's like, I think there's flex players that are on the waiver wire because of the way people can, and I'd want to try and get those people off the waiver wire and the free agents. And trying, I I would hope that it will entice people to trade more. If there's just shit that you can't pick up and like play, the way I think it is right now is sometimes I think people can just stream flex options because they're available. And I would want to get those guys off. And I think a way to do that is just add an additional spot and take 10 more players out of the free agent pool. All right, so we'll, I will keep that, Johnny. That add that to the list. Add, add it. That's, add one. That's item number two outside of what to do with that that uh, additional week. Item number two: add one additional um, roster, roster spot. spot. Okay. All right. Next up, let's see. Uh, uh, I think I might have mentioned this last year, and this could get a little complicated, <laughs> but I like. The idea because the way there's, I can only control what I can control. Who I start, my selections there. I can't control. <laughs> I can't control what your guys do. I know where this is headed, so, and I love it. it. I would love if there was a way to where if you and I were facing each other, and let's say, I don't know, Wednesday, by Wednesday at noon, you have to give me two options for your second flex play. And I get to pick which one you have to play in your flex spot. Love this. And if it's complicated, and I know there's there's a few guys in our league that don't like complicated, so they shoot it down. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be an extra layer. I think there's an aspect of that to where it's just not all luck to where Oh, my, I scored this much, but I can't believe my opponent scored this much. Well, yeah. in this scenario, you kind of have a say in what your opponent does. <laughs> That's why I think I like it. 
is because do you try to be the dick and pick like the worst guy out there, but then maybe you do that and the guy goes bananas, but it's not the <laughs> worst. So, and I'm not saying it's like free reign. On okay. You so you're saying whoever you, right, I'm you, saying, so you're saying like, all right, I choose these two guys. Okay. That's right. So I choose so, these two and you got to pick so, whoever. I yeah. So if I'm, okay. if, yeah. So in my second flex spot, Joe, you can pick between Kareem hunt and DJ chart this week. Who do you want me to start? I gotcha. And you pick. And if like Thursday at noon rolls around and you didn't tell me, then I get to pick whoever I want to pick. And that's where it would get complicated because then you got people saying, well, he didn't get it to me on time. And I like the idea. I think it's definitely worth a vote. I don't think I can tell you right now who's going to be against that. I know. Chaz, Brad, <laughs> Rusty, Rusty, Brooks, Brooks, Brian, John, because he'll so have to track yeah. it. So you're saying, yeah, so don't even bring it up, right? It's a yeah. cool thing. Guys. I like just it. Think about it. It'd be, it's, just, it's just another unique way of like the NCFFL standing out and being apart from the other just traditional stuff. It'd be cool if it would be possible, but I don't know if it can be done. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's, uh, let's, how about, have you ever, have you ever, are you a part of any super flex leagues? I am not a part of any super flex leagues. Do you know what that is? I uh, do not know what that is. Um, My allegiance is to the NCFFL only. And that's why I do this pod for the people, for the GMs. Myself the, as well. By the by the GMs. But you go, you I'm go always look, interested. Go, if you go and look at my Yahoo history winning record and how many wins I have, I'm not going to be that – I'm not going to have that much because I only play this league. Yeah. So, um, but super I am flex. intrigued, though. Tell me about super, it. Super flex is where in your flex position, you would have the option of playing a quarterback as well. So – A straight – like I could choose between a running back, receiver, tight end, or quarterback? Correct. That's a super flex league. You could play any given week. You could play two quarterbacks. So why would I not do that? Give me a reason why I wouldn't choose a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you. But well, there's Mitch there's, Trubisky. Okay, there. Well, well, right. there's two things. Two reasons. One is this is one of the, we kind of preface this at the beginning of the this segment to where. Um. It would make Some major implications that on would. your draft. That completely, yeah. it completely. We were talking about keepers earlier and the value of quarterbacks and stuff like that. A super flex league completely changes the value of quarterbacks. Yeah, right. And so it it raises them to where it, it makes more sense to draft a lot of quarterbacks. Being able to start if if I had Josh Allen in the thirteenth. And if John didn't keep Mahomes and I took him in the first and I could take I could play both Josh Allen and Mahomes, <laughs> it changes everything. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that do it just to make sure that they it's a way to bring the quarterback's value into play more to but yeah, the strategy draft strategy completely changes. As if they don't have enough value already. Well, again, value, and to me, this is where it's different. They score a lot of points, 
but their value is compared to other quarterbacks, not compared to other positions. Yeah. So they're yeah, your Derek Carr is going to be equivalent to James so, Winston in terms of points scored throughout the year. But then, but again, like a Derek Carr is probably going to Derek Carr below average game is probably going to outscore a running the back. RB twenty that week. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's where it's just so. Like you said earlier, why would I not play a quarterback all the time? Yeah. Well, probably because in the drafting standpoint, the quarterbacks are all taken. So it's not like you're gonna. So then you'd be having to trade or decide between like a piss poor starting quarterback and Andy Dalton, or <laughs> like uh, I don't know, top twenty running back. I don't know. I think again, that's going to be one to where like we're probably too deep into like making a change like that. Let's put it to a vote, number three on the docket. You do it. All right, we'll add it. We'll add it. I'm highlighting these. Let the people speak. Maybe, and then we'll get to it. And hopefully, people enough people will listen to this prior to Friday, and we can get some feedback to where we can like keep it on there or scratch it off. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um. All right. I got a handful more. Okay. You want to get really weird or just not – or just kind of like, huh? Build me sense. up. Build me up to really weird. Okay, build you up to really weird. Yeah. Okay, let me see. All right. Um, all right, so here's one that I really like, and this is one that I'm actually – regardless of your thoughts, I'm going to propose. Okay. The $100 fab money. The yes. Free- the free agent money that we have during the year actually becomes real money. Real cash money. Real money. Love and it. So what I mean is as we bid and you win and stuff like that, if you've been, oh, $22, yes, I get so-and-so. That's actual $22 that yes. you have to pay at the end of the season. End of the year. And so what would happen is – I think I've, I've heard in the back channels, I think some people now that we're nearing 40, we want to try to kind of increase the pot a little bit. We can do it. And I think this is a fun way to do it without just saying, okay, here's my $200 in August. This is a way to where it's adding an element of strategy. Strategery. Right. And so what it is, is at the end of the season, season's over, going into the playoffs when the rosters are locked, if I've spent $100 at the end of the season, regardless if I made the playoffs or not, at the end of the season and when no more pay, uh, free agents are able to be made or budgets able to use, I got to Venmo uh, John $100. Okay. Let's say you've only spent $91. Yep. I see. You, you, see, you send $91 to, to John. Yep. Let's say Brooks Let's say Brooks' season last year just went to shambles, right? And halfway through the year, he's like, you know, I'm not going to spend. And he's at 50 free agent dollars, and he's like, that's just not going to happen. And he doesn't spend anymore. He only has to spend. He only has to give fifty dollars to that. Okay, mm-hmm. and then and then it ends up being to where we just uh, we split out the pot. And so if everybody's on board, instead of we're just, I think if everybody does that, it goes fifty percent of the pot is going to go to the tournament champion. 25% of the pot is going to go to the runner-up. 10% is going to go to third place. 
and 15% is going to go to the regular season winner. I I mean, this is one of those that's like, it just makes too much sense not to do, right? That does make a lot of sense. This has to be voted upon. I love it. Um, I I think it puts ownership on your bids that you're putting into uh, each and every week trying to get, get these people. Because when it's your money, it's different. When it's fake money, nobody when, nobody really cares. Right. And I'd also want to do it to where it's not like the casino to where what I mean by that is I don't want everybody to give $100 at the beginning of the season for their foul. No. Because then it's like you get the chips and it doesn't become real money when you have the casino chips. Yeah. I don't I want it to be like you don't pay it until the end of the season where you're looking at it kind of going down to like, okay, God, do I really want to spend thirty one dollars on uh Jake Kumaro <laughs> <laughs> or whoever it was that Pittman spent on Can you? Yeah. <laughs> So I love this idea. I think this is fantastic. All right. So we'll add that one to the list. I think okay. we'll have to vote on, you know, the payout percentages and that sort of thing. And I think you just keep it simple with percentages and you don't break it down like money wise because we don't yeah. know what it's going to be. Yeah, just exactly. do percentage and just move on. Right. Yeah. Um, either way, we're trying. It might potentially double the payout. Probably won't be as much, but it might potentially double it. Yeah, I wonder that, if I can look up. I don't think it does. Yeah. So last year we have everybody spent all their money except two people. Who was that? Chaz had $39 left. So in that scenario, Chaz would pay 61 additional dollars to the pot. And then Rusty only paid had $28 left, so he would pay an extra $72 to the pot. Everybody else would pay 100 So there would be 800 and about an extra $870 that goes oh. to payouts. I'm down with that. All right. So add it to the list. Add it to the list. All right, next up. Um, before we get to that, what's going on? Do we know the time check on when the pod stops? Did it they says, extend that? I think they extended it with the upgrade. So, because I was nervous at 90 minutes and we're at 100 now. So, we're going to Okay. Go. We'll see. We'll see. We'll ride it out as long as yeah. we can. I only, got, I only have about 10 more. Okay. All right. But some Perfect. of these are going to be so ridiculous. Um, all right. How about this? How about we do away with divisions? And we go back to the regular seasonal random format. But instead of just one win and loss, you're also competing with everybody else in the league so for, the, for a week. So everybody is going to get either a win or a, two, like, two wins or losses that week. So if you and I were playing head-to-head and you beat me, you would be 1-0 and and I'd be 0-1. But if we both finished, you were the high score and I was the second high score, we would get the top five scores for the week, get an additional win, 
and the bottom five scores get an additional loss. All right, I'm going to stop you right there. This is way too complicated already. <laughs> I said it wrong, but we'll move on. Yeah. I hate to, you know. No, I've got you. We'll move on. We'll move I, I, on. We'll move on. I got, a little, I got more. A little I got more. I got there. more. Okay. All right. And I think we like the conferences. Yeah, I think so. so. But, um, all right. Playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. Instead of head-to-head, they become a survivor style to determine the championship. I like it. So, basically, what you're thinking is like a a six teams to four, a four to two, a two to one. Right. So, we can still keep the same. The the quarterfinals is the – the two division winners get a bye, and then there's four other teams that normally pair up and they're playing head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Well, instead of playing head-to-head, those four are competing against each other, and the two high scores move on. Oh, so it doesn't even matter who you're playing. It's just – you don't. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Just the, uh, between those four teams in the quarterfinals, the two high scores move on to the semifinals. And the same thing goes for semis. And then when you get to the semifinals, there's it's four teams. It's not head-to-head. It's four teams. And the, the top two scores of those four teams move on to the championship. So we're just going playoffs, not head-to-head. It's just total score. It would, be, it would end up being everybody against everybody. Outside of the buys in the first round. Now, this brings up a unique situation that I cannot recall except for a argument slash maybe misunderstanding that Michael and either myself or others had last year in regards to what's more important, wins or points. Um, I mean, there's and, two different – I don't think either – And I can't party, remember – I don't think either party's wrong. And I don't think it was this this past. It wasn't last year. It was the year before when okay. we kind of went to divisions. That's I right. Think, I don't think either party's wrong. I just I like trying to figure out a way to reward teams that have the best teams and not who had a more favorable draw on a because you again kind of going back. I can only control how many points my team scores. I can't control what my opponent does. And I think it wasn't – I can't remember if that was Mike's argument or not. But basically, in essence, when we have the division, someone can be 8-2 and and only have 1,300 points, and another person in that same division could be 2-8 and and have 1,700. Right, he was on the 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 wins matter more, wins and losses, which I yeah. did. I'm I'm all for yeah. it. That makes it fun, but um, but I would be on the other side to where, but I also want to keep the head to head because that's what makes it. I think that's what makes it fun, and it's not just kind of on Sundays of just trying to watch the other your opponents' players and what they're doing. It's just more emotional roller coaster as it is what your players are doing. So I like to – I think that should be the primary element. But I think there's a way to – and we kind of already do that with the, the two wild card spots. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it was just a unique way of 
determining the champion where the, the playoffs are actually kind of a free-for-all as opposed to just kind of how a head-to-head matchup goes. I think it's something worth discussing definitely Friday so, night. I'll say – let me say this. Let me, let's, let me look. Let's see who would have won last year Okay. in that scenario. It's probably, it's probably going to be me. <laughs> the, way, the way this goes. All right. So – Quarterfinals, Brian won 50, Rusty won 46. So me and Brian would have moved on. Uh, yes. In the semifinals. Which you did, so that nothing yeah. changed there. Right. In the semifinals. The same thing happened. The same thing happened. So, so it kind of worked out that way. It didn't change anything. It didn't change anything. But again, it, I mean, it, I guess, it, well, whatever. It could, though. So. Well, the, the only thing I think that would be intriguing is when you have six teams in, those, those buy teams don't get a buy. They're playing. No, see, I would still reward them with a buy. See, I don't, I think no. Okay. If you're going to do a six to four then, and, it, and it's a free for all, then I would say everybody's playing. Because I mean, look, I mean, but then, but then, at that point, it wouldn't really matter. Like the divisions wouldn't really matter. This is true, um, because I mean, let's think about this. Who got the buy in the East? It was was it John or Brian? I don't know. Was that the Shambles division? <laughs> I don't know who was. I mean, the buy was uh, Chaz and Brian. Jazz and Brian. All right, so Brian Brian got a bye with a seven and six record. So right, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty shitty. Um, and then Chaz got a bye valid. He was nine and four. Um, but for Brian to get a bye at a seven and six record is pretty shitty. So I would say he didn't get. Yeah, he got a. Did he get the buy or no? Oh, I think maybe. I think, no, cooking with Mahomes yeah, yeah. got the buy. John John got the buy. John got the buy at eight and five. Which okay, that's about where people, other people were. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting idea. It's but, a good thought. Right. Okay. I like it. I all would right, say I got... if I would say everybody's it's a free for all, so there is no buy, which then basically could potentially eliminate conferences. But okay. All right, how about this? How about prior to the actual NFL draft, everybody gets to draft one rookie? All right, this was talked about by Slip, I think, two years ago. Something like that. And in theory, it sounds fantastic. In practice, I don't think it's – I don't think we should spend any more time on it. Okay, fair enough. All right. And I think we came to that conclusion last time. Okay, yeah. All right. So here's one. A week three free agent draft. You're going to have to go more into depth okay. than that because I'm confused already. So I piqued your interest. <laughs> I mean, a All week right. three free agent draft. So basically waiver wire draft. 
basically free agents and waiver wire does not exist until week three. Either like that, like then, like then it's after, a fab bid or like a, a after, draft. Like after week three. Okay. So you just got to deal with your injuries and your COVID people until week so, three. Right. So outside of like before the season starts. So between after week one, after week two, and after week three, there are, there is no free agent moves. You can't do anything on the waiver wire. You can't pick up free agents or anything like that. And then once the third se- third week of the season has ended, then we have like an online draft of, or maybe not online, but some way of like a three-round draft of free agents that are available. Okay. Here's, here's where I think I could get on board with that. And this uh, is directly implicates your draft strategy. So you historically do not draft kickers and maybe even defenses for that matter. I'd have to change, right? You would have to change. <laughs> so you're probably so you are probably going to vote for it. So I'd have to draft a kicker in a. Well, it does make you think about your draft, doesn't it? You have because, to because yeah, exactly. Uh, how many people are are taking flyers week 15 week 16 on guys that they hope connect and become superstars for next year so that they can keep them in the 15th or 16th round or even 13th round plus for that matter right so if this is the case then you actually have to get a kicker or get a defense if you didn't get a top tier one um and deal with them for 3 weeks yeah, and so I you think actually yeah, that, have to be a GM for a little while. And I think at that point, it, I think it'd only be worth doing something like that is if you we would have to extend the roster to be able to manage. But it, at least at that point, it becomes I don't know. It could be it, it's interesting. The other thing to consider maybe, is all right. How do we determine draft order week three? Is it based on current standings, current points? Uh, so, do we go just straight off of uh, draft night draft order? And I'm actually thinking of this now. I actually would not do a draft, like an actual snake draft like we normally do. I would make it an auction draft. Are you familiar <laughs> with those? I, I know the format, yes. So we, And this would be something completely separate than free agent and everything like that. We'd have a certain amount of money, and every, that way everybody has the opportunity to bid on and get anybody. Well, isn't that your $100, your fab money? Well, this would this particular case would be separate. Because separate from your fab. Yeah, then, then the fab would start after that, I guess. I don't know. I'm thinking on this on the fly. Okay, this is getting complicated. Okay, so we'll move on. I like the idea. All right. So speaking of auction drafts, are you familiar with these? Yes. So tip, in an auction draft, you have everybody has $200. And one person throws a name out there, and then everybody bids on the person, and whoever it goes to the highest bidder. So the beauty of the auction draft is everybody, all the GMs, have an opportunity to get any player they want. Yeah. Okay? The downside of an auction draft is everybody kind of has to be engaged the whole time, which, <laughs> I mean, we would historically would probably be a disaster for us on draft night. Right. Yeah. Because everybody, because I would throw a name out. Uh, I'm going to 
put out Joe Mixon and we bid on Joe Mixon. He goes to the highest bidder and then you go and you have to pick a name and everybody. And then it's just, it's, it becomes harder to track, right? Especially yeah. in person. So I like snake drafts because of that. However, I came across a, there's a hybrid auction snake draft where the first, we can make it whatever we want. 30 players, 40 players. So everybody picks, everybody gets a chance to throw three or four names out. And it's the first three or four rounds is an auction draft. So it's giving everybody the opportunity to get those the really good players. And what's the set amount of money in each person's bucket? I did uh, like uh, you could say a hundred. I don't know. We, everybody could make it up differently. A hundred dollars, we'll say. Listen, I like gambling. I think this would be great to say, all right, here's your money, and then that money gets thrown into a pot. It's like real money. So, but it, but again, it's the auction to where it's a it's the hybrid auction is a great way to balance out. Everybody gets a shot at the top players. And then after the round, after every like 30 players are selected, then it goes to a snake draft to Which finish we it out. would have created the order the previous night, correct? Uh, so then we would follow the NCFFL rules based on that, right? Yeah, we could. Or I've seen it to where whoever has the most amount of money left gets to pick first. And, and then what do we do? Like, way. what do we do about keepers? There's the other curveball I'm gonna throw at you. Yeah, I don't know. So it's it's an interesting idea to make kind of like a little twist on kind of what we do. And again, I think if we were to go that, it's because a majority of the people like the idea of having an opportunity to get the top players, and it not just coming down to how the balls fall. I like that too, because I always get shitty balls. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's one people want to think about. If people are interested, we'll talk through it more, but again, some, a, a, a thing like that would not be able to get implemented this year and have to probably be a year or two down the road. Yeah. To kind of tweak it out. All right. I got, I got two more. Okay. Any good ones? Uh, I mean, they're fun. I, I like fun. Do it. I can do fun. Um, West Ham, man. West Ham. I cannot believe they made the Europa tournament this past year. Wish but, I knew what you were talking about. Oh, they, the one of the, the, like, basically the second tier tournament where they finished in the top. They finished fifth in the league last year, so they get to participate in a, a tournament. Uh, against other countries. But at least they weren't in the bottom three that get relegated. Speaking of relegation, <laughs> what if we implemented a relegation into our – we just have – all we need is one owner, just another additional 11th person as a waiting list. Let's say it's, let's say it's, our, let's say it's Ryan Dunham. I have – I'm going to throw this out there. I was thinking about potential relegation – in our league the other day. And I was thinking about, well, you know, we're going to need another GM to kind of just sit on the sidelines and kind of wait till next year until they can be a part of the league. And Ryan Dunham seems like a great guy. He participates in some of the golfing out, golfing uh, 
things that I do, betting things. Seems he's a, funny. He's also a member of Carmel Country Club. Member so of get, Carmel. So he can get you on the course there. We know he's got cash. Uh, I'll accept an invite anytime you're ready, Ryan. Um, here's my thought process. Probably not listening. <laughs> not yet. Um, to my knowledge, there is a girl's fantasy football league that does have a few oh. wives in attendance does it not i yeah mine is not a part of it so she's just, not no nah. this so. could be a potential opportunity to get the wives slash girlfriends in the mix if they had their own league and i i forget i know katie's a part of a league and i think diana's a part of a league so the winner of their league comes. The to our winner league. of their league comes to our league, and the loser the of our loser league goes, goes, goes to their, to their <laughs> league. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> that would be great until it actually happened to you, where you get relegated to that league, and you have to participate. You can't blow it off. You got to try and earn your spot back into the NCFL. The, the only. The only. So, so there could be the possibility where it could be two or three of them that get moved up and we get moved down. Well, you would have to I mean, set you the would, parameters. Like the toilet seat would have to leave, obviously, but you can't send three guys down. No, I'm not saying, but I'm saying like four years from now. Oh, yeah. It could be run by women. Wow. Imagine that podcast. Wow. I think – I don't think I don't think we have the balls to do that because they're just because it's going to happen. One of us would have to get relegated, right? Yeah. It's not like all of us would be like, okay, we're all safe. One of us would have to. Do. So that's my only thing I don't like. Like I don't want to like miss out on fantasy. You think I'm going to be doing these fucking podcasts if I'm not in the league? No, I I can guarantee I won't. <laughs> so, but and relegate- then, you know, then you miss out on you know fantasy draft weekend and. So that would be right. man. That would you know what if <laughs> what if like the the commissioner like sent like professional invites to all the GMs yeah. and you just don't get an invite that year. So relegation. <laughs> Yo, so we'll take that off. So so I got a I got my last one here. All right. And this would be instead of relegation, would be a little bit different. So it's called a vampire league. What the fuck is okay. a vampire league? So whoever finishes last, so it would be Brooks this this coming season, he would be the vampire. Okay? Okay. So the way it works is Brooks is not a part of draft. He cannot draft a team. The other nine GMs draft. And Brooks becomes the vampire team. And what that is, is once the draft is over, Brooks gets to pick his team. He gets to fill his roster out from the players not drafted. Does he get a keeper? Uh, we'll, we'll Sure. Yeah. Okay. So he'll, he'll still get to keep one player. Okay. All right. And so he goes his regular seat like he's a part of the schedule. It probably wouldn't work because whatever division he's in, it's just going to skew everything. So it would have to kind of go back the other way, maybe. I don't know. But the way it works is 
who his opponent, who he plays, if he beats that opponent, he gets to pick any player on that opponent's roster and gets to sw- <laughs> and gets to switch it with any player on his roster. If he wins with a bunch if, of scrubs. If he wins, if all it takes is he wins one game and he gets to pick anybody on that other it could be Christian McCaffrey and the other person can't say anything. They just have to take what it is. He takes McCaffrey and he moves on to the next week. And if he wins, and his whole goal is to not finish last. And if he doesn't finish last, then he's no then whoever finishes last becomes the vampire the next year. I think that's great. Um, To put a spin on it, here's what I would do. We now just became a 12-person league with two vampires. Those vampires get split into each division. Yeah. One in each. Same rules apply, except now Slip can actually uh, draft his own squad. If you lose to a vampire, the other GMs in the league, or we can make it to just the conference, gets to choose the player that the person loses. So who are the like are there actual GMs that are the new vampires or not? No. So it's if the vampire ends up winning, then the other nine GMs vote on the player that the person lost or that the vampire is going to take from that team. So who, who decides the roster for the two vampires? Well, we can have the conference, each conference, you know, decide on who to pick. At that point, once we've drafted, it's, it's going to go fast. I, don't, I wouldn't expect it to be very – there's not going to be a lot of decisions to be made between, you know, five teams – yeah, I think the way I would do it in that scenario is. But now everything's even. You got you know twelve teams, two vampires. Yeah. Well, I would say like say shit can go south quick. If say you, lose. you say you and I are in separate divisions. My division would generate the vampire for your division, and your division would generate the vampire for our division. That can play. And then the vampire only plays the division and not the cross division. Yeah, that works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's, it's really, you're only playing, there's only 10, the vampire only plays 10 weeks. And, and if there's ever a time where you lose to the vampire, when you're playing them, then you have to give up the, a player. That's interesting. That could be crazy. That's got, Keeper implications in play. That's got all sorts of stuff in play. I mean, do people get to pick up the person if they have to take them off their roster? Do they just go to waivers? Or are they just never able to be used again? What do you mean? It would go to the vampire. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Dang. We got some. I mean, that's a lot, man. That's. I mean, these rule proposals aren't like the the normal standard, like Jared proposals where we're just trying to like buffer some points here and there. And I mean, there's just some, like some wild, crazy stuff, but do you have any yourself? I got one thing and 
It's an automatic vote. So I'm going to let all the GMs know right now, this is, um, we are going to vote on this and I expect this to go through and I'm going to propose it to you first, but I think you're going to be in agreement here. So here's my thought. We have division. I'm nervous. You, you don't have a history of coming up with good. I don't. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't. But I think this one is solid. Okay. Okay. So we have our divisions, correct? And right now they currently are set as the lame NCFFL East and the lame NCFFL West. Right. That, that's pretty lame. Okay. So part one of my proposal is the two teams that make it to the championship game are now the leaders of separate divisions. Oh, wow. So, for example, Brian is now the captain of his division, which he has to name, so it can't be the NCFFL East. He's got to come up with a name for the division. And John has to come up with the name for his division that he will captain. It gets better. Hold on to your seats. The next step into my request for everyone to vote on is on Friday night. Instead of picking out of a stupid fucking hat, who gets to go into what division? Random draw. The two GMs, or excuse me, the two captains of each division has to stand up on separate sides of Tom's bar and choose their division mates, alternating shots, one by one, a little backyard football picking, if you will. Now, you might think, well, I'm going to take the best players first. Maybe, maybe not. I think what we're going to see is since Brian's a champion, he's going to get first dibs on the choose what team he wants in his division. So we're going to see like maybe slip might be the first pick and who's going to be the last pick. Is that the, is that who everybody thinks the best team is going to be, but we don't really know the teams because we haven't drafted yet. What are your thoughts? Initial thoughts. I love it. It's like the opposite of like, being kick, lame kickball right you don't the want opposite to be picked, of kickball you don't want to be picked last in kickball no you don't want to be picked first in kickball <laughs> and this you don't want to be picked first in the divisions of the ncffl because that's what how people feel about you i love it this is just another easy element yes i'm voting yes it's yes. so easy and yes. it's fun and especially and since i don't you have gotta to move around and people are just waiting there and just to see the the two captains being like, oh my god, I don't know who I'm going to pick. You know, those middle rounds are going to be interesting to see what happens. I love it. That's got to get. That's we got to do it that way. That's got to get voted on. And that's all, all right. I got. That's the last thing I have. I love it. So we got we got five things based off my notes that we are going to discuss. Unless anybody loves like some of the ideas that we you and I floated around, and they want to kind of talk through it more which I highly doubt it. But the five things we feel like we are going to discuss on Friday night, what to do with the extra week, 
fab money becomes real money that gets added to the pot. The division selections. The additional one additional bench spot. So instead of 16 round draft, it's a 17 round draft. And then conversation around, should we be a super flex league? I like it. All right. Draw it up. up. I like it a lot. Draw it up, Kamish. Draw it up. We'll put it to a vote. I think this is a great first pot. We went two hours. Hopefully we, 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 you know, allowed the gentlemen to sit back in their car um, on their way to Oceanel Beach, enjoy a little pre-festivity podcast, give them a little taste, right? I got some over-unders real quick. Rut row. Over-unders on what? You ready? That is one thing that we didn't get to because we do have to get to uh, our our Brooksy bookies. Is that right? Brooksy's bookies? Brooksy's bro- I forget. What Brooksy's you got for Brooke? me? Are you ready let's real quick? See. Yeah, let's see. Let's hear it. Let's see. Let's see. I don't have any odds. I'm just I'll, I'll just say straight up. One and a half, over under one and a half defenses drafted by Chaz. I think that's gonna depend on if we make any rule changes. I'm definitely going with with the over on that one. Okay. One and a half kickers drafted by John. I'm going to go with the under on that. Nine and a half combined wide receivers and running backs drafted by John. <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> Over or under nine and a half is the line. Wide receivers and running backs drafted by John. This doesn't include tight ends. This does not include tight ends, quarterbacks, kickers, defenses, which he loves all of those. <laughs> he does love those. Um, <laughs> for, for, for example, last year, Johnny drafted, wasn't it like three receivers. It was, he drafted three tight ends two years, three or two or three years ago. And I think he didn't he get to the championship again too. Well, last year he drafted three tight ends, one kicker, one defense, one quarterback. So he drafted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He drafted nine running backs and wide receivers. Hmm. Okay. I... For what it's worth, you drafted eleven. <laughs> I was yeah, but I probably didn't have a kicker in there. And if we make some rule changes, then. I'd have to have one. I'm going to say – I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. You said nine and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the over. 0.5, over under GM throwing up. Mm, the whole weekend? The whole weekend. I could influence this real fast on my own if I wanted to. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. Over or under 78 and a half flies? Over. That's easy. Bring your shit, Rusty. Bring some zappers over there or something. Somebody bring something 
get it from Amazon, have it, have it shipped down there. For Christ's sake. Like, everybody's got to cake themselves in just a thousand percent deet. Yeah. So bad. Over, over under three and a half GMs with multiple quarterbacks. I'm going to go over on that one. Okay. You'll like this one. Over or under three and a half as the draft position for John? Under. <laughs> With that, that's easy money, right? That's straight easy money. Which and team... by the way, he can pick wherever he wants to go and draft, but we're just saying he's going to have the choice three or less. Yeah. His yeah. name his name will yeah. be said first, second, or third. Yeah. All right. More Panthers or Bears players drafted. I don't know much about the Panthers. Um and the Bears aren't really flying off the shelves these days. So I'm gonna go with what what was the number again? It's just which are, who's going to have more? Just who's going to have more? Um, I'm going to stick with my boys. I'll go with the Bears. Okay. Over under four and a half containers of butter from Chaz at breakfast. I don't think he makes it to breakfast, so I'm going to go under. Oh. Okay. <laughs> one and a half hand towels used by Chaz. Over. Easy, right? All right. Who's that's cleaning all- those, by the way? <laughs> Brooks on Sunday when he washes them. Poor guy. All right. Hey, hey, hey. One last thing. Sorry. How is it possible? There's word on the street that Brooks is going to wear the same romper that he wore last year. That's the word on the street. I've heard it through some back channels. I don't agree with it. I think it's skirting the system. I think it's being lazy. And it, it definitely doesn't show a will to win for this year. My, per, my, my thought process is when you lose, you need to have a new romper in the mix and in play. Not the same one, not a recycled one. I mean, I toss These mine. are the rules. I toss mine, so you know I would get a new one. But I don't. the rule was never set, so I'm not going to. But it is going to be – maybe this time we'll get out and about more. But it would be funny this time if he is out wearing a romper while fishing. Uh, he has to wear a romper. I mean, fishing. I get that. But last year all he did was went to Big Nails and he just stuck around the house the whole time. But the fact that he has gets to wear the same one, that's outrageous. Uh, hey, we're, we're, 72, we're 72 hours away, so I don't know if it's too late now. The fact that he's skirting the brokini, which by all accounts is okay. Yeah. But, but he did qualify for it. But I got a, I got a few more draft predictions that I'm going to say all fair. Okay. Because I don't, I don't want to sway any, and I want to see how many I get right. All righty. That's fair enough. All right, boys. But draft safe. We'll see you I soon. I think that'll do it. Thank you for listening. Here we go, kicking off the 2021 NCFFL pre-draft pod. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in 72 hours. And, Jared? Dodge traffic and 
guess your keeper right, I guess. And watch out for Delta variants. Yeah. Dot com. Later. for listening to the hot rods and hot takes fantasy football podcast just a reminder if you'd like to get in touch with us there's a way to do that please go to the website anchor.fm or even easier download the anchor app and search hot rods and hot takes fantasy football podcast there what you can do is leave us a voice message if we like what we hear we will play it on next week's pod also in terms of distribution we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries, and guess right.